Good morning. So um, last hour, I was with the youth, and um, I said, okay, does anyone know what today is? And someone said, well, yeah, it's Advent. I said, well, okay. And I thought this was going to be the stumper. I'm like, okay, does anyone know what Advent is? And they were like, well, it's a time of waiting and preparing. Like, duh. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, you've been to church. This is awesome. Yes, today is about waiting and preparing. And today we get to continue this series of Prepare Him Room. Um, Allow us to enter into a time of waiting. Waiting in the story of Jesus to see what is to come. Henry Nouwen once stated, waiting time is not wasting time. Waiting patiently in expectation is the foundation of the spiritual life. I love that. Waiting patiently in expectation is the foundation of the spiritual life. There's anticipation and beauty and hope and preparation to be had. He is coming and there's joy, but we're still in this time of waiting. So what does this waiting look like for us? And how do we enter into it? So at a very young age, My parents created the tradition um, at Christmas to tie a ribbon at the top of the stairs. And for me, I love Christmas. I am one of those people that would like to celebrate in July if I can. I love the smells. I love the colors. I love the family. I love the treats. I love everything that Christmas has. So my family said, yeah, we're going to tie this ribbon for us and, you know, on Christmas morning. But really, it was just for me to make sure that I didn't go downstairs and open the presents before everyone got up. So they tied this ribbon to symbolize that I had to wait till everyone arose out of their bed to go downstairs. And so I, being the youngest in the family, decided, well, I will take it upon myself to make sure everyone gets up. It doesn't matter if it's 5 a.m., 6 a.m., I'm going to get downstairs and I'm going to open those presents. So I would run to my parents' room, I would jump on their bed, I would scream, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's wake up, wake up, we have to go downstairs. And then finally they say, okay, well... We're awake, we're awake. And so then I realized, okay, phase two is I'd have to go get my older brother up. So I would run over to my older brother's room again, fling myself on the bed, jump up and down. It's time, it's time, it's Christmas. We have to go downstairs. I think it actually worked. My plan worked all along because my parents got up. My dad would go downstairs. He would turn on the lights, start the coffee, and we would stand at the top of the stairs. And there was anticipation and excitement, and there was joy in knowing that in just a few minutes we get to go downstairs. But it was about that waiting. It was those moments of the waiting at the top of the stairs to see what was to come. And I knew all along that something was down there. I knew every single time, but it was the anticipation of standing at the top of the stairs. That waiting at the top of the stairs in anticipation is the waiting which we are invited into during the season of Advent. Can you think of a time in your life that you were actively waiting for something? Maybe it was someone, maybe it was something. What did it feel like for you? How did you respond to that active waiting? In our passage today, we get to continue unfolding what this season of Advent can look like. So hear the word of the Lord in Isaiah 2, 1 through 5. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. 
Many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that, me, that we may walk in his path. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your words. We thank you for this time of waiting and for preparation. We thank you for what you are doing. Help us to see how you want us to respond in this time of waiting, knowing that you are coming and the hope that that is. Amen. So as I described in the story, waiting at the top of the stairs in anticipation and how that is similar to the waiting which we're in in the season of Advent. But first, we must be aware of where God is working and what he is already doing. We will not be able to actively wait if we cannot see where God is, if we cannot see what God is already doing in our lives today. So let's look at our text to see what God is doing. Notice in verse 2, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established. Verse 3, he will teach his ways, he will settle disputes. He is working and he is building. He is moving in our midst. We don't have to question if God is in this time of waiting because he is. This is true in this passage and in our lives today. Our God is an active and present God, even in our stillness and even in the moments of waiting. But what I love most about this passage is that it doesn't just stop there. It continues, and God invites us to take action. Verse 5, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. An invitation for us to take part in what he is doing. God doesn't need us. We are broken people. But still, he invites us into what he is doing. And he is inviting us to take part in his story. What an invitation. It's so great and so big. But for many of us in this season of Christmas, it kind of feels like, man, we don't have the time to take part in this invitation. There's so much to do. We have to get the presents. We have to do the advent calendar. We have to get the Christmas tree. There's so much at us. And if we're a student, you're just trying to get to Christmas break. And you're doing as much as you possibly can to hold it all together. And you feel like, man, I, God, I don't know if I can take part in this invitation. And we can't respond to something if we don't have the space in our lives to even see what we are being invited into. My parents created that space for me. I needed the ribbon at the top of the stairs. I needed a little bit of space and someone to come alongside of me to say, hey, wait. You know that Christmas is at the bottom of those stairs, but wait in anticipation and excitement to create that space for us. So how do we create that space? So if we're in this moment and we're thinking, man, we have so much to do, how do we possibly even create the space to see what God's inviting us into because he's already working? There's so much in that. So let's look at our text, verse 3. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. He, 
verse 3 also goes on, he will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. We have to be near to him to be able to hear him. This may look different for each of us and how we draw near to God. But in this season that is so busy and we're being invited to wait, we have to be close to him. We actually, one tangible way that you can take part in this is our church holds a silent retreat. Um, We believe that in the midst of so much that you're going to take half a day and you're going to be silent. You're going to listen to God and listen to what he's doing in your life. You're going to be aware of how he's working to be able to create the space to see, okay, God, what are you inviting me into? That's coming up, and I encourage you to take part in it. But this is creating space and walking into this invitation may look different for each of us. And I want to ask you, what are ways that you can create space to prepare for this season of Advent? What does that look like for you? Because it looks different for all of us. What are ways that you can participate in that? Mark and Jill Herringshaw once quoted, when our waiting is intentional, when it signifies surrender to a better plan, to a better timeline, a higher calling, then we are waiting with purpose. That intentional waiting is a practice of preparation. And in the practice of preparation, we're building the muscle of hope. In the practice of preparation, drawing near to God, we are developing the muscle of hope. The hope that we lit today. The hope that we get to sit in of knowing that our waiting is filled with hope of knowing what will come. So it was 1917. There was a young teenage boy named Guido living in the outskirts of Florence, Italy. Every Sunday he would go to church with his family and across the church there was this big, long field with tall grass. When World War I broke out, the Italian troops were trying to have young boys come and join them. Guido and his friends realized, hey, we could go and hide in those tall branches, in this tall uh, grass, and hopefully they'll move on. So their parents every night would send them out into the tall field and say, hey, stay here and let's hope that they move on to the next town. It worked for the most part until the troops caught on and they realized the only way we're going to get these boys out is if we light it on fire and the whole field goes up in flames. And of course, the boys will run out. So the troops did. They lit it on fire. The whole thing went up in flames. The boys went running and Guido went running to his family and said, I don't know what to do. The family said, all right, it's time. Prepare your stuff. Prepare your, um, your bags. You can only take one. Um, can't take much. And you have to go. Guido, at 16 years old, got on a boat. And he crossed the ocean into the United States. And he crossed through Ellis Island. I had the gift of seeing his signature at Ellis Island because he's my great-grandfather. Guido traveled from New York, and he traveled to Los Angeles. He met my grandmother, and they settled down. They built a small Italian restaurant on the side of a highway, and they started a life. This 16-year-old boy 
built a life for himself and for generations to come. It was the hope of America for him, for my great-grandfather to cross a continent at 16 years old, to then cross the United States to get to Los Angeles, to leave his family and to start a new life. It was that hope. Because a future hope leads to a present action. So friends, as we enter into this time of Advent, as we are waiting, as we are preparing, as we are hopeful for what is to come, see the hope that is unfolding and the God that is already actively working in our lives. He is moving and he is good and we are going to sit in this time of waiting. So I want to invite you into that. I want to encourage you to find ways to create space. Because that is what this season is for. So let's pray. God, I thank you for the work that you are doing. I thank you that you are active. And that you are working I thank you that you invite us into that. Because God, you are so good. And in the waiting, it can feel hopeless at times, not knowing what will come. But Lord, I pray that you stay present with us. That remind us to create space in our lives to see the hope of who you are and your coming. So Lord, I thank you for this time. And I thank you for who you are. Amen.